Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Praise the Lord. Grace and peace. Thank you so much for joining us for our Zion Travails Prayer and Impartation Call. This is Pastor Aziza Morrison. And I am so glad you're here. I am. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad that you remembered that today is Tuesday. And so if it's Tuesday, you know what that means. In the morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, that means that we have prayer. And so I'm so very thankful for all of you, God's precious people, who are here today, who um, have a mind to seek the Lord and to call upon him while he is near. I give God praise, glory, and honor for another day. So thankful that uh, this is another day that the Lord has allowed us to see. And I like how the Bible says that this is, David said, this is the day, that this is the day that the Lord has made. And so I will rejoice. Amen. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it no matter what happens, no matter what we see. Amen. No matter what uh, we know, no matter what is happening all around us. Amen. No matter what the devil tries to bring up against us, we will rejoice. I just need somebody to make that their declaration today. And no matter what comes up this day, what you experience on your job or in your home with your spouse, with your children, with your family members, with your in-laws, with your coworkers, with that person that you're dating, you're going to rejoice and not allow anything or anybody to get you off course. I need somebody to say amen to that. I just need you to be make a, a resolution and be resolved right there in your spirit that I'm not going to let anything get me off course. I know yesterday I let something get me off course. <laughs> yesterday I let something get me off course. And when it triggered, it, I triggered, it triggered me instantly. And I said, I stopped and I said, okay, wait, I'm not going to let this get me off course because this, this is something that's going to get me. This is gonna, it's, I kept saying it. This is going to get me off course. I'm not going to let it get me off course. This is going to get me off course. I'm not going to let it get me off course. And child, what did I do? That thing got down in my soul. I was so upset. It got me off course. I lost, I think I lost something. Either I lost it or I threw it away. And it's something that I need. It's very, very important. It, 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 it's, a, it's a piece. It's a device that I need for uh, some equipment that we have. And uh, you all know that, um, well, I, shouldn't, I probably shouldn't be telling you all, <laughs> but I have tons of boxes. Um, like I've been, we've been buying, the ministry's been buying tons of uh, equipment. And um, had some people helping me, putting me, putting some things together, showing me how to operate some of this stuff. And I had so many boxes. And um, either I put a piece away somewhere because it was a very tiny piece. I, either I hid it from myself or I threw it away. And it just, it, it just ruined my whole day. It ruined my whole day. By the time I tried to call the people to see if I could get replacement for it, or if they had a replacement or what happens if you don't have the piece, uh, they were closed. And I tell you, that thing just, it just, it just sucked my whole day out. It sucked my soul out. And I, could, I couldn't get back on. But, but what I'm saying is that at the onset of it, I was saying, this is going to take me out. Don't let it take you out. You know how you have to coach yourself? I said, Jesus, this, this thing is going Because I know how my brain works. And I know that if, I, if, if there's something I need, my brain locks in and I can't do anything else. I don't know how your brain works, but I, I can't 
move on. I have to finish the task at hand. I can't do anything else. I can't. I just, I can't. And so all night I was just stuck on that thing looking for it. When I realized I could find it, um, then the, the whole day, I just, it just blew my day. So I'm, I'm waiting until they open up at 8 o'clock. But what am I saying to you? <laughs> I'm saying to you, no matter what comes up today in your life, no matter what it is, see, learn from my experience, right? Learn from my experience that things happen and they trigger us, but it doesn't mean that we have to lose the day. Don't don't lose the day. Somebody say that with me. Don't lose the day. This is helping somebody. I know it is. Don't lose the day, all right? Somebody says something gets you upset. Don't lose the day. Don't lose the day. You get into an argument with somebody, okay? Don't lose the day. The day still has to be done. There's work that still has to be done during that day. Don't let that one situation, that one circumstance, that one person, that one event, that one piece that you lost, don't cause it to allow you to lose the day. Now, you all know that wasn't in my notes, but you know that that was, that was some good uh, teaching right there. Listen, I'm I'm wrapping up here for these uh, mentorship um, our mentorship sessions. We've done we've sent out questionnaires, and now we are doing our one-on-one discovery session. So uh, I want to I want to leave space for our Wednesday and Travels prayer family. So if you uh, have not sent your uh, inquiry, your request, or done your questionnaire. Um, I'm going to give you all uh, this week because we're, we're getting ready to get started here. So do me a favor. Um, just, it's just if you're interested, okay? If you're, if you're interested, uh, send an email to contact at azizamorrison.com, and that will get the ball rolling for uh, those of you who want to participate in our Mentor Me um, mentoring sessions. All right? All right. Let's go to Second Timothy. Is that where we're going? Yeah. Let's go to Second Timothy. We're saying praise the Lord. Those of you that may be new, this may be your first time joining us. Grace and peace, the love of God from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that as this may be your first time joining us, that it definitely will not be your last time joining us. You can meet us here. We're here every Tuesday and every Thursday, 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I like to say we're brothers and sisters from around the country and abroad. We like to come together to lock arms to pray. Just seek the Lord while he may be found and to call upon him while he is near. The Lord has put families on my heart. I want to talk to you about families, and I want to pray for you real quick, and then I'm going to, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. Go to 2 Timothy. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 2. I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be a very there will be very difficult times. I like how the King James version. I don't have my King James version. There will says it. There'll be a great falling away. So people will, you know, this is so funny. I'm reading the New Living, but my brain is reading the King James in my head. 
for people will be lovers of money more than lovers of themselves. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. Let's just let's let's stop right there. You know, honor is so um, important in developing and maintaining relationships. That is parental relationships, that is marital relationships. Honor in families is essential. Um, When you fail to honor and appreciate each other, whether that is your husband, that is your wife, even your children, your relationships deteriorate, deteriorate, deteriorate. You want to make sure that honor is a part of your relationships. What is honor? Honor is a decision to place high value or high esteem or uh, worth or importance upon a person, and it's, it's giving that person a place of priority or value in your life. Well, you say I honor, you know, you say I honor my husband. Well, it's, it's, it's easy to know whether or not you honor your husband. It's, it's easy to know, it's easy to see whether you honor your wife because honor is a decision. Somebody say that with me. Honor is a decision. Honor is a decision to place high value and high esteem or importance upon a person, and it gives that person a place of priority and value in your life. I know that you honor a person by how you treat them, by the priority you give that person. You cannot tell me you honor your children, but they're always last. You can't tell me that you honor your wife, but everybody comes before her. You, you can't tell me that you honor your husband, but you give no preference to him. Dishonor, of course, is then what? The opposite of honor. It's to, it's to despise, it's to, remo- it's to remove value, it's to, to, to treat lightly. I don't, I don't stay around people that dishonor me. That's just a little sidebar. I have zero tolerance for dishonor. I have zero tolerance for, for disregard. If, 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 your, if your position is to disregard or to dishonor me, then you and I do not need to be in each other's lives. And so I have a personal standard. I will not be dishonored. That's just, that's just me personally. And so people are dishonored when you treat them as having no value. You know, you despise them and you look down on them and and you refuse to make them welcomed in your life. That's when you dishonor people. 
And one of the things that I love about Jesus is that Jesus excelled. He was great at expressing honor and and giving value to people. And those uh, who were around him, you know, he made people feel special. He made people feel valuable. And one of the the things that I want you to start thinking about this morning as we're getting ready to pray for families and relationships, and I, I feel that many of you, your ears are tuned in this morning. I can feel it by the Holy Spirit. I want you to start being aware of how you are making people feel around you. Do people feel that they're valuable in your presence, your children? Do they feel love? Do they feel honor? Your husband, your wife, whoever is in your household, do you make them feel that they are valuable to you? See, relationships, it's a two-way street. The most important way is, is our, it's, it's how we, what we are doing. The other person has their own responsibilities. So we can't say, well, he don't treat me like this, so that's, I don't treat him like this. So I only treat her like this because this is how she treats me. Well, guess what? You're on this prayer line this morning, and so now this has been brought to your attention. And the thing about God is that we're, we're going to have to give an account for everything that we know. So now you know. So you cannot say, that I treat him this way because that's how he treats me. No, that's not what God is expecting from you. God is expecting you to make people feel valuable, to make people feel special around you. You know, and even not just even in relationships, but even in evangelism and soul winning. You know, um, an important part of soul winning and evangelism is the ability to make people um, feel valuable and to make them feel accepted and welcome. Watch this as they are. Our challenge as humans is we want everybody to change. I had to learn that. You know, I had to. I had to learn that. You know, I can't, I, I can't, everybody's not, when I say like me, I don't mean like me, Aziza, I mean like me the way I was raised. The, the, you know, I can't, I come from a certain kind of church, a certain kind of uh, uh, religious belief. And, and I just realized, I mean, I, like just now, <laughs> that everybody's not, they weren't raised that way, but it doesn't mean that they're less important. It doesn't mean that they're less saved. You understand that? And so even as we're witnessing to people, we have to learn how to make them feel accepted the way they are. And if there's any changes that needs to be made, it has to happen in the heart. And that's a God factor. That's not a you factor. The only thing that you can do, and those of you that are, have that husbands and wives that, that may not be walking with God the same way you are, sometimes it can be frustrating when your spouse is not on the same page as you are, but you win them over by your life. You don't win them over by your mouth. Somebody need to write that down. You don't win them over by your mouth by condemning them and making them feel bad and talking about them and pointing the finger to them and telling them what they should do. You're not their pastor. You're their wife. Come on. Let me help you this morning. I feel a mother's anointing on me this morning. You understand that? You're their husband. So win them over by your life. 
not by your mouth. I will do more. I will follow you more by what I see you do than more than what you, by what you tell me to do. You understand that? So honor begins at home. Somebody say that with me. Honor begins at home. On our scripture here, 2 Timothy chapter 3, we talked about really how in the last days there's going to be a family breakdown. And and so in the last days, uh, the Bible says in Malachi 4 and 6 that the Spirit of God will move to change the hearts of the fathers to their children and the, the children to their fathers. That's in Malachi chapter 4, verse 6. And so... Um, how is this change going to take place? This change is going to take place when we begin, when family members are, when family members begin uh, valuing each other. I value you, you value me. Now, Pastor Morrison, you don't know my family. I know I don't know your family, but I know my family, right? I don't know you, but I know me. One of the things that I love about being a human being is that when you know yourself, you know other people because tech, basically we're all pretty much the same. We all have the same desires. We all have the same needs. We all have, we all have the same wants. We all, some of us, we may not all have the same hang-ups, but kind of, sort of, we understand each other. You understand that? And so the way... The way honor and the way the attitude is going to change amongst our families is that we have to, when I say we, you that are hearing me this morning, you're going to have to begin placing value on people in your family, your children, your spouse, your grandchildren. You understand that. Now, honor, the Bible tells children to honor their parents. It, it, it's no direct command uh, given to parents to honor their children, but it is implied because I don't, I can't, I'm not going to love you or take care of you if I don't honor and respect you. So even though the Bible says children honor your parents, it doesn't say parents honor your children, you, we still have a responsibility to, to honor our children. All right? And so one of the things about, you know, uh, fathers, and I, I'm really praying, really praying for uh, fathers this morning, and I want you all to be praying for fathers this morning, is because God holds fathers uh, responsible. In Ephesians 6, 1 through 4, uh, God gives us his plans for parents uh, raising children. You can write that down. Go back and read Ephesians 6, 1 through 4, and then also in uh, Colossians 3 and 21. And so why does God place uh, responsibility on fathers? Because um, sometimes fathers uh, neglect their responsibility by either leaving it to the wife, you know, well, that's her job. She raises the children. Um, that, that's what she do. She takes care of the home. Um, and and uh, sometimes what we have is we have a neglect on their end 
uh, because, you know, her job is to take care of the house and the kids, and my job is to be preoccupied with work or preoccupied with uh, my motorcycle or preoccupied with my hobbies or, you know, preoccupied with church. But uh, when a father uh, removes his role, he dishonors both his wife and his children. And so it's important this morning as we're praying for families that we pray that the eyes of fathers would be opened to see the the weight of their responsibility. God has set fathers as the head of the home. In 1 Corinthians 11 and 3, the Bible says that man is the head of the woman. And what that means is that he is responsible to God for for his marriage and for his home. That's what the Bible says, that man is the head of the woman. What that means is that he is responsible to God for his marriage and for his home. And 1 Timothy 3 and 4, one of the requirements for church leaders is that a man uh, has to be able to manage his home well. The Bible says that if he cannot manage his home well, how can he manage the, the, the house of God? And so what, 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 what God is showing us here in the family is that home and family are a priority, you know, and I, God gave me that conviction years ago, year, years ago um, with, with my children, you know, because I was so excited, you all know, just as a young evangelist, and I, the Lord was opening these doors, and I was getting all these opportunities, and I remember one time um, Imani was sick, and... Um, I was trying to call some armor bears. I was trying to call everybody because, child, I was not going to miss this preaching engagement because I had to go preach. And it was like the Holy Spirit was just tapping me on my shoulder like, uh, excuse me, <laughs> excuse, excuse me, you, 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 got your, you, got, you got your priorities mixed up here. Your child, your child needs you. Y'all, y'all, y'all not hearing me. Y'all not hearing me this morning. And so... Um, as the head of the home, fathers are held responsible to God for authority, for guidance, for provision, for direction, for training, and for raising children. And so if a, um, you know, if a man is unsaved, well, Pastor Morrison, my husband, isn't saved. Listen, if a man is unsaved, he is still the head of that home. And when it comes to spiritual matters, because he's not saved, he, you know, you may not be able to go to him because, you know, he's not saved. You, that's when you go to your pastor. But, but you don't, your pastor doesn't run your home, even if your husband isn't saved. You don't be in your house running your mouth talking about pastor said. Y'all not hearing me. I'm teaching good this morning. Come on. Y'all not saying amen. Y'all need to send an offering this morning. I'm trying to help you. You in your house talking about what your pastor said. Listen, let me tell you something. Your pastor don't run. Your pastor run his church. He don't run your home. Y'all come on here. Let me open up this line and y'all say amen. You understand that? So if you have issues, your, your husband runs that house. You understand that? You submit. The Bible says, wives, honor your husband. Husbands love your wives. You understand that? And so if there is issue in your home and your husband is not saved, 
then you go to someone who is of spiritual authority for wisdom and for advice. But your responsibility is still to honor and to submit yourself to your husband. And so parents, let's talk about this, and then we're going we're gonna to pray. Is this helping somebody this morning? I know y'all don't like this kind of teaching, but I'm trying to help you because our families are going crazy. Listen, we need to, we need to come together as families and, and keep each other lifted up and, and lifted up and girded up in prayer and praying one for another. And so parents, we have a shared responsibility for raising children. It's just not the mother's responsibility to to raise children. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, 2, and 3 that children are to obey and to honor both their mother and their father. In Proverbs 1 and 8, the Bible says to hear the instructions of the father and not to forsake the law of your mother. And so husbands and wives are a team. Somebody say a team. We on the same team. Well, not we because, you know, y'all know what I'm saying. (laughs) Somebody say he on the way past it. No, I'm joking. I'm all right, y'all. I'm I'm doing all right. Listen, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm fine. Thank you very much. God bless you. So husbands and wives are teams. And we have a common, there should be a common goal. Uh, And the common goal is to properly raise your children together. You understand that? And so the husband is the team leader. Y'all don't like this teaching. I'm just trying to help you. The husband is the team leader. And so together, you work together with a common vision, with a common goal for your family, for your children, for your house. And so when there is an agreement between the husband and wife, there is authority and strength. You know, that's how you got some kids, they they know to go to the father for this and go to the mother for that, right? But the mother and the father should be on the same team, right? And so one of the most important resources as a father that a father has and accepting the task of raising uh, 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 and, and, and the, uh, wait, let me, let, me, let me say it like this. Um, one of the most important uh, resources a father has in accomplishing the task of raising a child is his wife, right? Because when a man honors and values his wife, then it allows she's able to he's able to be aware of what she does with the children and that helps him in raising his children so the husband and the wife have to work together and so what parents want to do we want to make sure uh parents that that you don't provoke your children the bible tells us parents not to provoke your children but to bring them up in the fear of the lord so it's a negative and the positive. To, to provoke is negative. To bring them up is positive. So to provoke means to stir up anger or to be frustrated. You don't want to. You don't want to do that. It doesn't mean that there's nothing. Doesn't mean that you're not going to ever do anything that's going to get them upset or, or get them all. You know, get them mad. That's not what that means. But it does mean that you don't handle them in such a way that they feel dishonored or they feel valued or you speak down to them and you cussing them out and all that kind of stuff. You know, the way we were raised. I don't know how y'all was raised, but <laughs> I was raised in I was raised in a rough family. I was raised in a rough family, right? And so we don't want to, we want to make sure that we don't provoke them and irritate them and, and be so hard that we break their spirits. 
and that they become disheartened and inferior, and you know, and feel inferior and discouraged. We don't. We want to make sure that we don't. We, that's not how we want to do that. We don't want to provoke our children to anger. We don't want to. We don't want to provoke them to to be discouraged, to be inferior. Ask God to put the law of kindness on your tongue when you talk to children. You know, I've had to learn how to talk to my children. My my daughter, uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter, Addison. She has a very different temperament than my other children. Kevin, he's all you know. Kevin is Kevin is Kevin, and Addison is Addison. Addison is a very she's a very she has a very meek temperament, very mild temperament. Uh, you all know, just in general, just laughing and talking. I have a very strong voice, but she's very I forget what they call it. I know Dr. Nikki Hawkins. She's probably on the phone. I think they're called like empath empath. I can't remember what the word is when people like are really into their emotions. Nikki, text me if you know what I'm talking about. Like they carry their emotions in them. They, um, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's in something. It's not. It's not empathy, but you know, people who are very they they're very like emotional. That she carries her emotions, and so uh, I can't just talk to her the way I normally would talk to her. Thank you. She's empathetic. It, yeah, empathetic. So, you know, her, uh, my voice, you know, it, sometimes my voice frightens her, just be in regular conversation, you know. And so I'm learning that I can't, you know, talk to her the same way that, you know, I talk to, um, you know, all of my other children because, you know, she, she, she has a different um, – her nature is different. You understand that? So what I'm saying is that you have to learn how to parent your children and ask God to give you the wisdom on how to, to talk to them separately and individually. So let's, let me give you these keys, and then we're getting ready to pray. Some practical keys, and, we're, again, we're talking about the children this morning. We're passing. My children are grown. Well, you got grandchildren. You got other children. You need this word, too. You need this word, too. You know, one of the things that uh, – let me just give you a couple of these because I'm not going to give you all of these. Um, for those of you that have smaller children, you know, give responsibility but don't expect more than they're capable of doing because that's only going to make you and them frustrated. You know, be careful how you correct, you know, with your attitude. Like I was saying about my tone, my tone of voice, be careful with your tone of voice, you know. I, I can't speak to Addison with the same tone of voice that I speak to everybody else in. You know, she it just it just it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work for her. She she breaks up, starts crying, and I'm like, and then you know I'm I want to girl cut all that crying out, right? That just makes it worse. You you understand what I'm saying? Um, and so you don't want to be belittling your children. We don't want to have double standards. We want to make sure that we practice what we preach. We want to make sure that we make quality time for our children. Um, we want to make sure that we freely communicate. We lo our love and our expression to our children. You know, love on your children. You know, encourage them. Listen to them. You know, and they. You know, Addison loves to draw, and so I just. Whew, you would have think that she would have drawn the best thing that I've ever seen in the world because I just go all the way out with, with really encouraging her. This is what we want to do. We want to make allow uh, room to make mistakes, allow room 
for our children to fail, but you want to make sure that we have boundaries and that the expectations are clear and make sure not only our expectations clear, but make sure consequences, make sure that consequences are clear. And so children, our children, this is my last point, and I'm going to, I'm going to pray. Our children, the Bible says to bring them up in the fear of the Lord. Bring them up. So this is a command. It's not a suggestion. So children do not automatically grow up to be what God wants them to be. Did you hear me? Children do not automatically grow up to be what God wants them to be. The Bible says in Proverbs 22 and 15 that foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod, but there is a rod of correction. Proverbs 29 and 15 says a child left to himself brings his mother to shame. Did y'all hear that? Proverbs 29 and 15. A child left to himself brings his mother to shame. So children cannot bring themselves up. They have a tendency to do wrong like you and me. They have a tendency to sin, to be selfish. And so a child left to make his own choices or express himself freely that, that doesn't have any boundaries, that doesn't have any tra- no, no training, that self-willed, that self-centered, the Bible says this is a child that will bring his mother to shame. And so we have to train our children, the Bible says. We've got to, that, to, that train means to give them instructions, to, give, to, 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 to teach them obedience. Children should be trained in making right decisions and right choices and bringing them up. When the Bible talks about bringing them up, that's talking about discipline. All right, we have to we have to discipline our children, train them in. When we're training our children, we're training them in godliness. Amen, amen. So I hope that uh, this lesson this morning on the family and honor and the husbands and wives and all this, I pray um, that that this has helped you in some way. Um, yesterday, I was just really uh, in prayer for families, and I, I'm praying uh, because the enemy, the, the 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 family marriage, it is the first pillar that God placed in the earth, and so because of that. Uh, the stability of our communities, the stability of our nation, the stability of everything we do is based off of our families. And so we want to make sure that, number one, we are doing our part in, in making sure that our families, our homes are healthy and that we are uh, raising our children and that our marriages are living in the fear of the Lord and that we are praying, that we're praying for families, husbands and wives, sons and daughters, mothers and fathers, that we're praying for them everywhere. Let's just say a quick word of prayer. Jesus, we love you. We thank you so much. Thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you for life, for health, and for strength. We thank you, Father, for our families this morning. Father, you see all and you know all. Father, I'm praying for every family that is represented on this line this morning. I'm praying for every husband and for every wife. Father, I pray, God, for for marriages this morning. I pray, God, for that wives would... Uh, uh, honor their husbands and that husbands would love their wives. 
I pray, Father, that the hearts of each would be turned one to another. I pray, Father, that there would be honor and respect among the marriages that are on this phone line this morning. I'm praying, Father, in the name of Jesus, that if there's any tension, any contention, every, any quarreling, and any fighting, any division, Father, any separation that is among marriages this morning, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for peace. I pray, Father God, for unity, and I pray for forgiveness, and I pray for love. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that the husbands would would rise up and fulfill their assignment as the head of their homes. I pray, Father, for wives who may, their spouse may not be saved, or maybe it's a husband and his wife is not saved. I pray, Father, that you would give them the grace and the wisdom needed, Father, to love on their spouse and to lead by example in love. I'm praying for children everywhere. I'm praying for every every child that is represented this morning. Father, by every mother and every father, every grandmother and every grandfather, every aunt and every uncle that is on this phone line this morning. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will protect our children. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus for parents that are raising children. I pray, God, that you would give them the heart and the wisdom that is needed, Father, to raise their child in the fear of you. In the name of Jesus, Father, I'm praying against sickness and disease. I'm praying against childhood cancer right now in the name of Jesus. Children, Father, who are sick with cancer. Father, children who are sick with COVID-19. Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus for divine healing and deliverance. Father, we put our families in your hand this morning. We put our families in your hand. Father, you told us in your word to raise up our children in the way that they should go and that when they were old, they would not depart from it. So, Father, I pray that you would teach us how to raise our children. I'm praying for that single woman and that single man that may be listening this morning. I pray, Father, that you would encourage their heart. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that they would not be anxious for nothing, Father, but that they would patiently wait, Father, for your divine timing in their life. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we love you this morning. Father, I thank you for every person that sent their prayer request on last night. Father, I thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, for every person, Father, that has a need before you, I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would uh, bless them and that you would keep them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we love you this morning. Hallelujah. Our hearts say yes to you. Our hearts say yes to you, Lord. I'm praying for those that are on the phone line this morning. Father, I'm praying for the caller. Their last four digits of their phone number are 4105. Bless their family. 2460, bless their family, Lord. 2339, bless their family. 2678, bless their family. 2760, bless their home, Lord. 5004, bless their family. 2171, bless their family. 3589, bless their family, Lord. I'm praying for the caller whose family, their phone number is 8833. Bless them, Lord. I'm praying for the caller. The last four digits of their number is 7575. Bless their family, Lord. 
1-0-9-8. Bless their home, Jesus. 0-3-3-5. Bless them, Lord, today. Father, the caller that's calling their phone number is 5009. Bless them, Lord. I'm praying for the caller. I pray for their family. The last four digits of their phone number is 7655. Father, bless their home. Lord, 5220. Bless their family. 1159. Bless their home, Jesus. 2129. Bless their home. I'm praying, Father, for the caller. The last four digits of their phone number is 4559. Bless their family. 4568. Bless and keep them, Lord. 7067. Bless and keep them, Lord. 3557. Bless their home, Jesus. 1529. Lord, I lift them before you. 4507. Lord, give them what they need. Bless their home. I'm praying for the family. The last four digits of the caller is 2737. Bless them, Lord. Bless their home. I'm praying for the family. The last four digits of the phone number is 9327. Bless that home, Lord. Bless the home, Lord, of the caller. 0524-7711-6605, Lord. Bless this family. 6605. Bless that family. Bless the family with the caller that's calling 5283. Father, everyone else that's on the line this morning, I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would bless them and that you would keep them in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to live lives that are pleasing before you. Give us wisdom and strength and knowledge. Put love in our hearts one to another. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Father, we pray that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart, that they would be acceptable in thy sight. O oh, Lord, you are our strength and you are our redeemer. Let every heart that believeth say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I am praying for your family this morning, and I'm praying for you. If you have a special prayer request for your family, maybe you have something that you want me to be in prayer with with your husband or your wife or your children, send me a prayer request. As a matter of fact, I want you to send it directly to me. You can send it to Aziza at AzizaMorrison.com, Aziza at AzizaMorrison.com, and I'm going to be in prayer for you. Thank you, Robin. Robin said empath. That's the word I was looking for when I was talking about Addison uh, being the person that uh, – um, uh, kind of just carries her emotions in path. That's it. Thank you very much for that, Robin. Listen, um, we are praying. We have we have church tonight. We have church tonight. I feel sad because most of you, none of you are in uh, my area. None of you are in uh, New Jersey or Philadelphia. If anybody is in New Jersey or uh, South Georgia or Philadelphia, let me know. We're going to begin opening up our Tuesday night services, and I would love to have you. Uh, let me know. Contact me. You all know how to contact me if you are in the South Jersey, Philadelphia area. We're going to begin opening up to just a small amount of people, um, but I would love for you all to be a part of but tonight we have service at 9 o'clock p.m. our Tuesday night uh, power service. So I hope you all join us on tonight. Remember and know that every time I pray, I am praying for you. And it is my prayer that when you pray, you pray for me as well. All right? I love you with the love of the Lord. And remember, guys, the Bible is right. When Zion travails, she shall bring forth. God bless you. Walk with Jesus today. Shalom. Bye-bye.